If Chris Harrison was the host of this podcast, he might say that this is the most dramatic podcast episode title yet. And honestly, drama isn't usually my style, but with new social media app Clubhouse on the fast track as the latest internet darling, I wanted to address the elephant in the room. Will Clubhouse kill podcasting? The short answer is no, but the longer answer is don't get comfortable. So today I'll share my first impression of Clubhouse, what the app can do and what it can't, and which podcasts I think are at the biggest risk of going extinct thanks to this iOS phenomenon. I'll also share four ways that podcasters can benefit from using Clubhouse and one strategy I wouldn't recommend at all. Like seriously, don't do it. It's all coming up on today's episode of Wit & Wire. Welcome to Wit & Wire, where we take you behind the scenes to learn how to start and scale a successful podcast that makes an impact. I'm your host, Melissa Guller, a podcast producer, host, and instructor on a mission to amplify and diversify voices in podcasting. No matter how new or seasoned you are as a host, I can't wait to help you find more listeners, expand your audience, build authentic connections, and hit the charts. Before we start, today's listener shout out goes to Jay Like the Letter. In her very kind podcast review, Jay says, Melissa is such an amazing mentor and walks through all the things from start to finish. Can't wait for the rest of season two. Jay, a huge thank you, and I hope everyone checks out your podcast. Jay is the co-host of In Omnia Paratus, where she and Angela make navigating life as millennials a little less lonely. Follow along at In Omnia Pod on Instagram or check them out at inomniapod.com. All right, today we're doing a Clubhouse deep dive. What is this app? Why do people love it so much? And how will it affect the future of podcasting? Let's start with the basics. What is Clubhouse? Clubhouse is an audio-only, iOS-only, invite-only social media platform. In a few ways, it's like most well-known social media apps. You get in, you create a profile with your username, bio, and photo, and like, boom, you're in Clubhouse. Also like other apps, you can follow people and gain followers. So right off the bat, Clubhouse measures your influence based on your audience size. But after those core similarities, Clubhouse starts to look a lot different than other apps you already have. First of all, it's audio only. There are no photo feeds, no videos, no tweets, nothing. Aside from DM features, truly the way Clubhouse works is to interact via audio-only rooms. So the way it works is that you can see upcoming events from people or groups that you follow, and you can drop in and out of those rooms on a whim. There are some people who are on stage in the rooms, and they're the ones who can actually speak. So for the most part, you are engaging as a listener, And you can raise your hand to participate, and then the moderator has the choice to call on people, but that's optional, and it depends probably on the room size and the vibe. Ultimately, though, it's more like a collection of scheduled Zoom events than it is a true social media feed. The closest thing that I would say is feed-like is that you see a bunch of upcoming events from the people you follow, and if you'd like, you can get notified on your app when they're starting. But for the most part, that's the feed. It's events that you can attend, and it is a live-only experience. So let's say there's an event going on at 5 p.m. You can attend that event live, and you can tune in and hear the conversation. But if you miss it, 
that's it. Like there's no replay feature, there's no recording. And so in that way, it's a very interactive experience and it's very authentic. It's very organic because what you hear is, you know, exactly as it's happening live and it can never be replicated. To me, Clubhouse kind of feels like a giant mansion exists. And as you're walking through the mansion, there's a bunch of rooms around you and you can kind of pop in and out of the rooms. But if you aren't in the room, you don't hear the conversation. And Clubhouse is similar. Either you're there and you're in, or you miss it and you're out. Overall, like my first impression of Clubhouse is that yes, people are talking about it because it's so unique, because it is audio only. Not just audio first. Like it's not like that was what they built it around, but you can do all these other things. It is truly an audio only platform, which is very unique. But still, I think that the biggest difference between Clubhouse and all of the other social media apps is that it really is a live experience. On Instagram, you see posts later. Podcasts, you can listen later. Pretty much every other website, you can consume content on your own time. But Clubhouse is not like that at all. You really have to be in the room where it happened. Anyway, I felt this way when TikTok came out a year ago, but that felt like it really had a chance to blossom because of the pandemic, and we were all craving something fun or something to do or maybe both. With Clubhouse, I feel similarly. People are seeking social connections, so Clubhouse is a fresh way to join real, unedited conversations and make legitimate human bonds. In a lot of ways, too, I've personally felt how important live conversations are in an extraordinarily distant time. For example, inside of Wit and Wire's programs and our beta membership, there are live small group sessions, and they're always such a highlight of my week. And I think the magic happens in those groups because they're just people hanging out and chatting, not because they're, you know, perfectly scripted content. I think there's a time and a place for production, but Clubhouse further shows that there's demand for new ways for people to connect as humans in the way that we used to connect, whether it was through something as large as a conference or as small as a house party. Speaking of connections, I've heard a few others rave about how cool it is that in Clubhouse, you could be in a room and a huge celeb or an influencer or a CEO might walk in. So in that way, I do think it's fascinating because you could literally be in the same room as Sarah Bareilles or Michelle Obama if she gets on Clubhouse, or you could chat directly with some online businesswoman you've always admired. But I guess I will say that the first time I got into Clubhouse, I was totally overwhelmed. I clicked on an event and people started talking and I didn't know if I was automatically muted. So I just kind of panicked and immediately left the room. It was just my gut reaction. And so hopefully at least now you'll know better than me that when you enter your first room, it's not like entering a Zoom meeting late. Like you can just come and go discreetly as you please. You are definitely muted by default. Like you have to be given permission to speak either because you're a speaker or because you've raised your hand and been approved. So no worries, that won't happen to you. Another reason why so many people seem to love Clubhouse is that you don't have to create content in advance. Like sure, you might have some talking points if you host a room, but you don't have to create any graphics, you don't need to perfect any captions, there's no editing to do. So I definitely see the benefit of all that time saved depending on how you like to work and interact with others. After this short feature, I am going to talk about how I see Clubhouse affecting podcasting in the future, and I'll offer a few ways that I would recommend using Clubhouse for podcasters, since there's a ton of opportunity, and the one I would definitely avoid. When I launched my first podcast, I was so overwhelmed. There were too many growth strategies out there, and I couldn't figure out which ones would work for me. 
I felt paralyzed by the dozens of apps and strategies experts told me I should be trying and I had no clue where to start. But I quickly realized that all successful hosts have three things in common. They produce high quality content, they keep getting in front of new audiences, and most importantly, they stay consistent. To me, growth isn't about one magic pill. It's about small things that add up over time. And that's why I decided I wanted to try a new way to serve podcast hosts this year. And I'm excited to share that I'm enrolling beta members into a small community of active podcasters. This isn't about doing everything at once. Instead, my philosophy is that small actions over time add up and that podcasting is better together. So for our members, my goal is to help you find more listeners, hit five and six figure download milestones and add revenue streams to your podcast. So if you're ready to build your podcast alongside a small community of kind, driven women in podcasting, visit witandwire.com slash membership to learn more and join today. All right, it's time to get into the relationship between Clubhouse and podcasting. First up, how might they overlap? And second, how are they different? First, the obvious overlap, and the reason why I think so many people compare them, is that they're both audio only. Clubhouse might lack the bells and whistles of a polished podcast episode, but if you're interviewing a guest on your podcast or chatting with a co-host, chances are you could have a similar conversation on Clubhouse, but with an audience. And the thought of having an audience is actually kind of interesting, because then as the host, you don't just get to interview your own guest. You get to introduce your listeners to the guest, and they could actually ask their questions directly. That's huge because it's so valuable. You're connecting your listeners with amazing resources, and the chance to ask those kinds of questions live is incredible. But to me, the huge difference is that podcasting is on demand, while Clubhouse is exclusively live. So if you can't attend the live time in Clubhouse, you're going to miss out entirely. And not only that, but there are no good ways to record in Clubhouse, and frankly, I wouldn't try it. It's not what the platform was built for. And I think many Clubhouse users wouldn't expect to be recorded. So I'm not going to get into like the legal implications of permissions and all that other stuff I know I'm not equipped to answer, but I do feel very confident saying that I don't recommend trying to repurpose your Clubhouse events into podcast episodes. Maybe their app will evolve in the future. I don't think this is a forever recommendation, but for now, it's not what I would try. On top of the tech or the legal limitations, and the fact that your you know, attendees don't necessarily know that they're being recorded, which just feels a little bit weird. I also think it would be a mistake to try and utilize Clubhouse in the same way that you use your podcast. Like, I wouldn't use it as a distribution channel. I know some people post their podcast episodes to YouTube, and I won't get too into that conversation today. In general, my thoughts are that it's not the right strategy for most podcasters, even though it works amazingly for just a few but we'll put a pin in the YouTube conversation. For today with Clubhouse, what I'll say is that I don't think it should be treated as a podcast distribution channel. Even if you could magically broadcast your episodes to Clubhouse, I just don't think that people are tuning in for pre-recorded content. Like if you told me I'd be seeing Sarah Bareilles live and I showed up and it was a high def recording of her album streaming at Madison Square Garden, like this is not what I signed up for. So I would treat your Clubhouse content as live first. Now, assuming that you might have a podcast and that separately you would like to use Clubhouse, here are four great ways that I think podcasters and business owners can really benefit from using this new app. 
First, you can use Clubhouse to find new guests for your show. I personally think that you can get a much better sense of someone through a conversation or an audio only experience than you could over maybe Instagram, you know, no shade on Instagram. It's just very different to actually speak with somebody. And there are so many great ways that you can build connections through Clubhouse that could lead to you finding guests for your podcast. And not only that, I think you could find all kinds of partnership opportunities from pitching yourself as a guest to collaborating on a project or a joint venture like a webinar or getting creative on just all kinds of ways that we could build each other up by working together. And I think that's amazing. Like to me, that's the magic of Clubhouse is building connections. The second way I see podcasters using Clubhouse is related, um, but that would be to partner up and to co-host conversations. So my first suggestion was to use Clubhouse to network and to find partners, but this suggestion is different because I'm suggesting that you actually use the idea of co-hosting a Clubhouse room as a way to open a partnership door. The way this would work is you would reach out to someone either via Clubhouse or just through email, DM, or any platform, and you would ask if they would be interested in joining you in a panel or a roundtable, whatever you want to call it. So maybe you're looking for two to four other people, so it really is a panel, but you really only need one to make it work. I think this could be an amazing way to connect with a ton of new partners, and maybe even after the Clubhouse event that they join you for, then you could collaborate further. Maybe they do become a guest for your podcast. But I think that would be a really interesting strategy to try. And the benefit here too is that you could all build your clubhouse followings and the size of your event audience because hopefully you would all be promoting the event together. So it's a win-win for all. Third, you can use clubhouse as almost an after party for your episodes or as a way to build on the content that you're already creating. For example, if you release new podcast episodes on Wednesdays, maybe you would host a Q&A or a discussion on clubhouse on Thursday where people can show up and participate. To give a very real example of an event that is not actually happening, when I was running Booksmart with my co-host M, I could see us trying Clubhouse as a way to chat with our listeners about the books that we were reading. So it wouldn't replace our podcast episodes where we had our own conversations. Instead, I would see it as the next step we could further the conversation and create a sense of community with our listeners and fellow book readers. You could also try inviting your guest to join a clubhouse follow-up conversation. And I have a feeling a lot of guests would be interested because they have the potential to interact with more prospective clients or fans, and maybe they're interested in trying out clubhouse too. So I think a lot of them might say yes. The fourth and final way for now that I think podcasters can benefit from clubhouse is just to learn. There are conversations going on inside clubhouse on truly every topic from plants to parenting. So it isn't just about business. But there are a lot of conversations going on about digital marketing and online business growth that can be super helpful for podcasters. So I think it would be educational yet fun to check it out. I'm sure there are even more benefits that I've missed or that will continue to evolve as the app grows and grows. But to wrap up before we go, I have to address the spicy question I first posed at the beginning of this episode. Will Clubhouse kill podcasting? After reading through a bunch of articles from other podcasting experts, it seems like the general consensus is, of course not, but there's a catch. With this very casual, audio-only social platform, I think more and more people will get used to having interactive conversations on Clubhouse. So continuing with one of the trends I talked about in episode 21, about the top trends I see for podcasting in 2021, 
I mentioned that I thought hosts would need to figure out more ways to actually engage with their listeners in more of a two-way conversation. I do, for that reason, see Clubhouse becoming a choice social media option for podcast hosts, maybe even over other platforms that they're currently using. But overall, podcasts still have two very big things that Clubhouse doesn't, on-demand access and editing. The fact that you can listen to podcast episodes anytime is so huge. For example, this episode is coming out in February of 2021, and some of you might listen to it the day that it drops or even a few days or weeks later. But some of you might be listening to this episode a year later, and undeniably you might be laughing at all these absurd things that I've said in the event that I'm totally wrong, or maybe, if I'm lucky, I'll look like a wise, like all-knowing internet sage. Only time will tell. The point is, much of what we create as podcast hosts is evergreen. In other words, the content will be relevant for days, months, and years to come. In fact, my most popular podcast episode of all time, across all of my podcasts, is actually an episode that was released in early 2019, two years ago. And because it's evergreen content about a book called Atomic Habits, people can tune into it years later, and it's not only still relevant, but it's still logistically available to them. Clubhouse isn't like that, nor do I expect them to release recordings unless they throw their hands up and decide to go after podcasting. But until then, it's like asking if live concerts will replace Spotify. It just doesn't compute because one is an intentionally live experience and the other is on demand and you can put your favorite songs on repeat again and again, but you might still want to attend a concert. It's two different formats and both work, they're just different. So I think there's plenty of space for both. And in fact, I think they should be used very differently. What I think could be interesting to watch is that the podcasting space is already becoming more heavily produced. By that I mean big players are entering the space and a lot of big budget shows are coming in and producing these really gorgeous like storytelling narrative podcasts, or even when the podcast is just interview or just solo, it feels to me that there is a trend toward more narrative, more storytelling, and more produced content. That isn't to say that there's no room for solo episodes like this one, and even casual conversations. I don't think any of that will leave the world of podcasting. But I do think that people will expect a slightly more polished finish on their podcast episodes because they know they can get the raw conversations in Clubhouse, and not only that, they'll be able to participate. So I think people's expectations of what is a podcast and what is Clubhouse might diverge, but we'll have to just wait and see. To wrap this all up, I do not believe that Clubhouse will kill podcasting. But I do think that smart podcast hosts will ask, how can we use Clubhouse to our advantage? And we'll all keep an eye on the platform for inevitably my future episode, where either I look very prescient and very smart, or very, very ridiculous. I had an existential crisis over if I was going to actually do this, but it's time to put one of today's strategies in action in my first ever Clubhouse event. On Thursday, February 25th, 2021, I'm co-hosting an event called Clubhouse Strategies for Podcasters. It's going to be interactive, and I would love to learn more about how you've been using Clubhouse to build your podcast, find guests, or engage with listeners. It's casual, so you can show up and ask me anything about Clubhouse, and I'd be happy to share my extremely unqualified opinions. Learn more and add the event to your calendar at witandwire.com slash clubhouse, and follow me over there at Melissa Guller. 
if you aren't on Clubhouse, head over to Instagram at witandwire to let me know what you think about this whole Clubhouse thing. Are you excited to try? Hate it already? Or maybe you've already found connections and success. I would love to hear about the good and the bad. So you'll find a post on my Instagram account about Clubhouse where I would love to hear about your experiences. Thank you so much for joining me this week. To see the full list of Clubhouse strategies for podcasters, you can check out the recap at witandwire.com 27. And although I'm just dipping my toe in the water for now, I would love to have you follow me on Clubhouse at Melissa Guller or on Instagram at witandwire to continue talking about all things podcasting. If you're an early bird tuning into this episode right when it's released, don't forget to mark your calendar for our upcoming Clubhouse event on Thursday, February 25th at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Find the link in the show notes or at witandwire.com slash clubhouse. Lastly, if you are interested in finding more podcast listeners and expanding your income and influence opportunities as a host, check out our new Wit and Wire beta membership for podcasters at witandwire.com slash membership. I'm Melissa Guller, and you've been listening to Wit and Wire. I'll see you next time, podcasters.